we literally hit record, start talking, and whatever comes out, comes out. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, episode 52. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. You brought the trumpet in, didn't you? You had to bring the trumpet in. I did. It sounded like you had something wedged in it then, didn't it? It sounded painful. This is our little, just for for people listening, this is our little little sort of anthem at the office, isn't it? The little trumpet. Every now and then, just... It's your anthem for when you think it's like inappropriate. Every so often on the other side of the room, I'll just hear a little trumpet coming from Kelly. I don't mean that sort of trumpet. Are you loving that? <laughs> it does. I think we could do the three monitors theme music as a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. The biggest like... street podcast. <laughs> this is the special 52nd episode. Because we are drunk. I'm kidding. We're not really, <laughs> we're not we're not really drunk. drunk. No. We're not drunk. We feel like we are a little bit super hyped, super excited that we are here. We made it. Episode, and we thought, yeah, I mean, we did. We made it. And thank you so much to everybody who has written comments and stuff like that on the podcast players to say how much they enjoy the podcast. Realize that for a lot of people, they say it's like, how do you believe people are saying this is their go-to favorite podcast now? I mean, it's amazing. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's understandable. Absolutely. But... <laughs> just listening to us two idiots. Chat well, Lord, and then, I'm sure they guests. just skip past the guests. They don't even listen to that. Bit. No, it's, just, back to us. it's just for the banter. So uh, obviously today we're good at, we've got a very special episode and that is no guest. There are not three marketers. This is misleading advertising at its very best. Two marketers and a trumpet. Two marketers and a trumpet <laughs> stand around and blather on for a bit. But today what we thought we would do is we'd talk to you about what we've learned over the past 52, well, 51 episodes about running a podcast, about why we did it, how we've set it all up. Because one of the things we get a lot is we're very grateful and we get a lot of compliments from our guests about our process of having guests on our podcast and keeping it really slick, really streamlined, really easy for them. But also they feel like they know us by the time they get on. And that's the reason I think we have such good banter with our guests and we get some really knowledgeable answers from them is because yes, we choose really smart people, but because of our process being really, really streamlined, because it's dead easy for a podcast to take over your life and take over your business. It doesn't have to. And so we'll share with you our entire process, everything we can. We'll peel back the curtain completely. We get a ton of nice comments as well, obviously from the listeners about, you know, you folks about how good the podcast sounds when it goes out as well. So we're mm. going to talk about how all of that happens that's really along cool. the way as well. Yeah, that's really, really, really nice. So should we get straight into it? Let's do it. I don't think we've got anything else to do. We're not going to do the quote. We're not going to do the usual stuff. We're breaking all the game. We are going to play the singing game. So I've got a, a special song lined up for Rob the Guest, which I've chosen for the first time, by the way. It was quite, it's quite a responsibility choosing the song, by the way, mate. It, You've been doing that for such a good job. It is, isn't it? Mm. The heavy weight upon my shoulders. <laughs> is that what's going on there? Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm slow. So do you want to talk about, first of all, why the heck did we start a podcast? Because the reason mm. for having a podcast changed. But let's yes. talk about why we started in the first place. Right. So we started a podcast because they wouldn't let us on the television. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we started a podcast originally because we sat down and we had a... This will probably only make sense to some people listening, but we had a... This time next year, Rodney will be millionaire's conversation. And we knew he said, let's start a podcast because that's what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to make us loads and loads of sales of responsibility. What we'll do, we'll have a podcast... We'll put it out there. We'll, uh, you know, we'll make great content and then loads of people will listen and they'll buy response suite. Yeah, that's what we thought. We thought in that case, we'll narrow down who we appeal to. 
and we'll make it so that this podcast only really is specifically designed for people who are in the perfect position to buy response suites. So we didn't obviously, we don't sell to, I don't know, single parents, for example, particularly. That's not our market, although some of our customers may be single parents, but our market's not single parents. So we, we don't have features on the podcast which are specifically around parenting for single people, right? Right. Like getting your baby to sleep and all that stuff. How to work between shifts with your parent, with, with your kid or your parents. I don't know. <laughs> as well. How to do all that. We don't do any of that. So we just focus on addressing stuff that's really important to our audience. And that's really, really important. So one of the things I think people get wrong with, with, with their podcast is they haven't done that narrowing. They think, well, anybody who's got a business or anybody who does blah, 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 blah should be listening. And the truth is you need to narrow that down as much as possible so that you're talking just to those people. And perhaps just creating content. Every time you get a guest on, every time you come up with a new feature, a new bit you want to talk about, you've got to think about who's this helping? Which one of our sort of core personas is this helping? That's, I think that's the first thing you have to do, isn't it? Mm. So we started the podcast and along the way, we actually changed our mind. And the reason is as follows. And this is a very honest admission, I guess, um, is that somebody listening to an episode of a podcast, however great the podcast is, and then eventually signing up to buy your thing is quite a gap. There's, there's a lot of steps that go between someone hearing you talk about something on a podcast, yeah. even subscribing, listening to more than one episode, really loving the podcast and actually becoming a customer, especially of a software platform as well. There's quite a big gap there. Yeah. So along the way, our sort of mission with the podcast really sort of changed a bit. We still wanted to serve the same core audience. So that kind of targeted niche that we just talked about, we still wanted to serve that market. But actually, we had a bigger vision for it, I guess. Mm -hmm. That was, let's not just use this as a vehicle to try and get response suite sales. Of course it has. You know, some people have listened to the podcast, come along and eventually joined and started using response suite. So hello to you. But actually, there's a much bigger purpose to it than that, I think, which is awareness. It's about getting the brand out there. It's about access to people. We've made friends from having this podcast, real friends that we actually meet up with when they're in the area, go for dinner with, who we would never have met if we hadn't done this. And so it's not just for a social life though. Those people have great connections. They connect us to other people. We've been invited to go and speak on stage at events. We've been offered free tickets to fly around the world and, and visit other events. You know, that's a real platform that you get just from turning on a microphone and having a chat. It does. I mean, let's be dead honest. Like there was a point at which we, we sat down and had a meeting and said, how's this podcast thing going? Like we put a lot of effort into it. As you know, we come up with custom games for every guest and we, we do all of this work to make it edited and all this production and we it's expensive. Well, not expensive. There is an expense to it. it. It's not free to do. What's the return? And so we sat down, we put a sort of a line in the sand at which we said, if we don't have this, um, this level of results, and you have to figure out what your result is that you want to get. And if we don't get that result, then we're going to have to say, that was a lovely time and we made some friends. Let's just walk away from it. And then it was almost, and I'm not really into, I'm not much into spiritualismness and all that whole universe thing. I know a lot, of, a lot of people are, but it was almost like if I did believe in all that stuff, it was almost like the universe turned on us to say, actually, there's much more of a purpose to the podcast than how many sales you get and how many downloads you get and all this sort of good stuff. And one of the other big benefits we got, and Rob talked about, you talked about access, right? is because what part of our strategy is to talk about response suite and how it helps people to turn feedback into more sales, uh, into sales at all, is we need to talk about that on as many platforms as possible. And that's on platforms at stages, literally platforms, stages at events, but also those platforms are other people's podcasts. And we know for a fact that the 
the, a real leverage point for us getting on other people's podcasts is one, the fact we have a podcast. And secondly, if we invite somebody onto our podcast, almost always, if they have a podcast too, they'll invite us on theirs as well. Once they've understood our, our, our characters and that we're doing a really good job. And I think that's the first thing. You have to do a really good job, but your content has to be good. Um, and then, so let's talk about the process of choosing content for your podcast. Because one of the things we decide for a while is we're not, we can't just launch another podcast mm. because it's a crowded space now. It's very, very popular, especially business and marketing podcasts. It almost doesn't matter what market you're in. They're all very crowded. We're in an especially crowded one. Yeah, but everything is crowded. There's podcasts about women, everything. There are, and it's amazing because we do obviously looking at other podcasts for us to be guests on. And, you know, oh, we, could, we can help dentists. So let's go. Oh, there won't be many dental podcasts, we said around the boardroom table the other day. There must be 200. 200, just on dentistry. I mean, I mean, why? That's like 10 podcasts for every teeth you've got. <laughs> Something like that. I don't yeah, know how many teeth like you've got. So, so that's quite interesting to think about the access it gives you to other people as well and how that sort of fits into your strategy. So think about that. It's quite interesting. But let's be honest, Rob, like this is not our first podcast. And we no. did one which failed. We did. And it's not online anymore, is it? I don't, I don't think it is. I no, think I think I took it off. I think we turned it off. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, three years ago, something like that, we started a podcast back then in a very different sort of space. Mm. It was called the Customer Success Podcast. And it was all about how you can use your business now and your business skills to make your customers more successful with your product or service. Mm-hmm. And a uh, great idea. And we had a great time. And the first thing that we did was we decided let's not make this another interview podcast. And the reason why we did that is we thought, well, there's loads of them. And if this is just me and you talking, then, that, then that's going to be... More experience. We've been online for like 16 years each or something and yeah. have a lot to share, which is great. It's tricky though, isn't it? Like, yeah, we very quickly not ran out of content, but ran out of steam a little bit, I think, to keep it really fresh and interesting. We found that we would do an episode and we'd accidentally talk about the stuff we were going to be talking about in a couple of weeks' time. And then we'd sort of get to that one and be like, oh, what are we going to talk about now? And it was just difficult and, and it's really, really intensive. So when we came to do this podcast, we made a very, very strict decision. No, no this has to be an interview podcast. And what we have to do is we have to step back from that and say, Let's not just shy away from an interview podcast because it'll blend into all of the rest. How do we just make an interview podcast that's different? So the first decision we made was super easy. Let's not make it about somebody's life. So what's the most difficult marketing lesson you've ever learned? We didn't want it to be just another one of those because that's how great. There are great podcasts that do that already. So what's the point in us trying to be an attempt at imitating that? Absolutely. So we decided instead, actually, we were going to just go really narrow and deep on a particular campaign or strategy. So that the idea is that our listeners want to leave being able to do something rather yeah. than just be inspired to do something. They can actually go, oh, I can actually join those dots and almost paid, paid by numbers. The other advantage that gives us, of course, is that, well, lots of guests that people speak to kind of have a similar story. There's, there's two or three sort of stories that, that, lead, that they lead. And actually, truthfully, that they can sometimes sound like they're kind of the same story because I like my story is the same as a lot of people's stories. You know, like we just follow the same path to this. The other thing, of course, is that by doing it this way, we were able to avoid having 10 different people all talking about, say, Instagram and all saying the same thing. Yeah. Because it wasn't just a, let's talk about Instagram. It was a, let's talk about a really specific thing. How do you, you know, um, use hashtags to grow. Yeah. How do you fill a live event with Instagram? How do you do You know, we can go really, really deep on and lots you can of do the, What's nice as well, it means we can invite those guests back because mm-hmm. if they're an expert on Instagram and we give, we get an interview and we say, okay, let's do this from an application 
angle. So the application is how to film an event with Instagram. The next time we might have them talk about how to launch a course with Instagram. We can do the all how to do a different thing through the application of the tool. The other angle is a technical angle. So how to use hashtags correctly to grow your audience or how to, to do something within the tool, how to grow your audience, how to monetize audiences. It's a very different angle as well. So it means we have the possibility with all of our guests of bringing them back later when a lot of podcasts run out of steam and end up with B-rate guests, which we've never had to do. Big takeaway here, I think, is that you can't, if you, if you want to start a podcast, you can't just say, well, I'll just do what everyone else is doing because that works for them because yeah. it's just not going to cut through the noise unless you have an enormous audience already. And you know, we were starting out with this fairly new in this industry. You know, we both got massive followings in our own, in our own individual audience, uh, in our individual niche and stuff. Mm. But in this world, like this was new to us. Uh, response rate was still very new. We didn't have a huge tribe. We didn't have a huge audience there. So we had to, you can't just say, well, you know, I'll just do another interview podcast because that's what's working and therefore ask the same questions as them. You have to do something different. So let's talk about, talk about how else we made it diff- different, maybe. So we, we knew, first of all, we're going to go narrow and deep on a particular campaign or strategy. That's great. We weren't going to ask all that, how do you get here? What's your story? Sort of, uh, America's got talent type questions, the sob story stuff. We didn't want to do that. So that's one way we made it different. Mm-hmm. But obviously Rob and I come, back, come from a background in entertainment, Rob being a hypnotist on stage and me being a mind reader on stage and, and, and bringing comedy into all of that and being fairly entertaining sometimes. We knew we had to bring some of that into it. And I think over the episodes, we've learned to sort of chill out a bit more and relax and allow ourselves to just be a bit more of us, like mm-hmm. be like, oh look, we're funny guys, and that's okay, or fun guys at least. Then that's that's cool as well. So, bring, how do you bring a bit of you into it? Because on, the only thing that really makes you different, because somebody else could come along and do another podcast, which is about narrow, deep campaigns, and ask the same questions, ask the same questions, right? But the thing that makes it different is the fact. Well, first of all, we there's two of us, so we have to leverage the fact that always two of us, like there has been opportunities when one of us is like, I'm sorry, I've got to go and fly and do a gig on the other side of the world or I'm going to be on tour or whatever. We've got this podcast episode due to record with this guest. We could have said, right, let's not mess the guests around. Guests around. Let's just have Kennedy interview them or let's just have Rob interview them. And the truth is, that's not the formula. The formula is, it's three marketers walking into a podcast and it has to be a pair of us. So that's one thing that made it more unique. But of course, there are a couple of other podcasts, not many around where there's two, two hosts, right? So how else do you make? And it's all about these tiny little differences. So now we're narrow and deep. There's two hosts. That's great. And then the last bit is the personalities themselves. And you've got to let the personalities come through. So we do stupid games, which are very sort of off the wall, a bit mad uh, and sort of sarcastic and abstract. And we don't take it seriously. You know, when we, when we chat to the guests in advance, we say, so we'll, we'll do, we'll ask you some questions. We'll play a couple of stupid games yeah. and then we'll ask you some more questions. Yeah. And that, like, that's, as, that's as lighthearted as it is, you know? And some people are going to love it and some people are going to hate it. Have you got a okay. favorite game we've played? Um, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Like just thinking back. Yeah, there has been some really great stuff. Um, there was the guy who, um, there was the game, I mean, about uh, movies, uh, about describing movie plots that happened. Yeah. <laughs> that was Nick Lantern, wasn't it? About the No, that was Kasim. We described some movie plots because he is, by his own word, a fail actor. Oh, that was and great. He had fun. to guess that was what the films fun. were. Yeah. That was really good so we, we wanted to make it different in that sense. And then, of course, the final, the final bit of this is the branding of the podcast. What's mm. it called and what's it look like? Mm-hmm. So we made a couple of key decisions along the way. So I'll tell you the story. A few years ago, uh, before Response Week, 
So uh, BRS. Uh, we moved into this lovely office that we're in now, this office building. It's actually a different room, but the same office building. And uh, we used to get people in the office, other businesses used to get told off for leaving their cups in the sink. And so they say, oh, don't leave your cups sinks in the, the communal kitchen, sinks in the kitchen. Don't leave your cups in the sink. So we thought, let's get response suite cups. We started response suite just after that. And we said, let's get response suite cups so that they know what cups are ours, what cups aren't. They know, in other words, that none of these cups are ours. So we thought we'll get a cup with a response suite logo on it and then we can have a picture of us on it because why not? And then we thought, actually, let's make it a cartoon of us. So we found a, a cartoonist and got a cartoons made of me and Kennedy and did that and put them on and we're done. And then we, of course, started growing our team here. So Colin started and then Gray started. And as before they started, we made sure we got their cartoons done. I suspiciously asked them for a photograph and then get a cartoon done and then set, get that done. So it was on their desk for when they arrived. And now we've got these cool cartoon mugs. And this very quickly became a thing. So we started reaching out to key partners and affiliates to promote response suite. Got cartoons of them made. And we realized actually this would be really cool for the podcast because you know, lots of podcast, podcast artwork has people's photos on it. Wouldn't it be cool to punch through the noise? So I guess the big thing here is just to tickle your creativity is every time you're going to do something for a podcast, just stop, step back and say, how do I do it? So it's slightly different from what, what else is out yeah, there. Yeah. Well, I'm going, oh, everybody does show notes. Everybody does, does an image to do with the, put it on their blog. Like how do we do, how do you do that one a little bit differently? How can we get creative on that? So and, and that's sort of our thing as well, isn't it? So it's just looking around that. Yeah. So by this point, we'd taken on our designer and she worked really hard on, on sort of knuckling down and nailing that podcast branding, you know, the black background and the bits of confetti paper stuff and all of that stuff and, and the shapes. And uh, yeah, all, all looks so, so cool. But it's just about refining it so it stands out from what else is already happening. And of course, the name is a big thing as well. I mean, we... If we were going back again, would we call it Three Markets Walker well, Podcast? It's it's not the most search engine friendly podcast uh, podcast title. No. If it if it was the best marketing podcast ever or whatever, I don't know. If that's a thing. But again, the, that all just sounds very generic, doesn't it? You know, the the business something podcast, mm-hmm. the marketing something podcast, yes. tons of that stuff. And whereas, and every time, one thing the podcast has given us, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when if we record a little video, and we'll talk more about this, but if we record a little video and send it off to a potential guest to get them on the podcast, I always say, uh, I'm co-host of a podcast called Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast and I, I can't help but have a little chuckle through it when I say it. Yeah. And when they listen to it, I know that they go, oh, that's quite cool. And they almost always comment on it. Yeah, and that fits our style. You know, like the fact, it obviously sounds like the old joke of uh, three, you know, this whatever walk into a bar. Like that's, that's the point of it. You know, that's where it sort of came from and we want people to realize this is not serious, but it is about marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and initially, you know, it was you know, the three marketers was, you know, could it have been three of us sitting on a table chatting? Actually, we thought we'd be quite interesting if that third person was a guest and that sort of, that all sort of came together quite nicely. Occasionally we have four. So we've had some double acts like Andrew and Pete, for example. Exactly. Yeah. And so again, it was, so now it was four, but I sort of broke the formula, but breaking the formula like, like we are today. So on average, actually, it's always three. Because we've had you and me, that's just two. And then we had Andrew and Pete, and that was four. <laughs> so on average, we're still averaging out. It's balanced. Three marketers walking to a podcast, and then a little asterisk, which says, on average. It's balanced, though. <laughs> now, the other thing that we've got that I think makes it different is the fact that we are actually in the same room. 
Now, this is just a geographic advantage we have that we are based in the same office. Whereas there are other podcasts with two hosts where they're actually on opposite sides of the world or yeah. they're on opposite side of the country. And that's fine. You know, the podcasts are great, obviously. But one of the things that we wanted to do was make sure you can tell, for example, our audio quality is such, and we'll talk more about the tech behind that, is such that actually it's really, really easy to make sure that it's very clear that we are in the same room. Here's a question for you then, Rob. If I was interviewing you, I'd be asking you, what is the thing you're proudest of, you're most proud of with the free market that's brought into the podcast? I think it's the way that we have been able to take such a vast amount, um, sort of variety of content, if you like. We've had people talking about Instagram and this building and blogging and podcasting and video marketing and ads and uh, you know every different type of ad. We've got all this stuff, but we're not. it's not like we're 52 episodes in and it's not like we're going, oh, tappy foot time, what we're running out of content here. Yeah. Like we, have, we could go so much deeper on all those different areas because of that thing. So we've had a year of amazing content. But what happens is, you know, think about how vast the world of Facebook ads is, for example. Like and how fast it's changing. I mean, you know, it'll not be long before some of the stuff that we probably talked about near the beginning might have changed and moved and been improved or whatever. Yeah, which is the nature of, you know, podcasting and ongoing content and stuff. Yeah. But I think if you think about, you know, you could, buy a, you could buy a Facebook ads training course that is a thousand hours long and it still wouldn't have taught you everything that you could know. So I think what's really great is that we've been able to create content where because we've gone really, really narrow and really, really deep on one specific area of Facebook ads, people leave with one thing that's really actionable or understandable rather than going, well, how many different types of ads are there and why do you run that and what do you do the targeting and what's the... Like getting lost. Yeah, yeah. You, you could listen to a podcast about quote unquote Facebook ads and at the end of it, you go, well, I understand how Facebook ads work, but I mean, I can't do it. Mm. So I think the proudest thing for me is that we've got really actionable content that people take away and actually use, even if it's just that one thing that they're able to pull out of a 30, 40 minute episode, they can go in and just implement it and get a better result from that one area within that thing. It's not the answer I thought you were going to give actually. I thought it was going to be the fact you had to work with me. Well, you're here. Great. So we're going to move into... Our feature, the only feature we're going to do in this episode, and we're going to do the song. So you're going to do the the traditional intro, Rob, in a professional manner with your colleague and see how you can mumble jumble this together. This will be fun. So uh, my colleague Kennedy here, hello, that's him, is going to sing a song for me it's now. Weird, isn't it? <laughs> and do it again, I do it again. Do it again. My colleague Kennedy here, hello, that's him, is going to sing a song for me now, and my job <laughs> and the listener's <laughs> job at home is our job. We're in this together. Is to guess what co- what song? I just realised your name is Rob. This is like Bob a job. <laughs> what? Rob, Rob a job. Bob a job. I don't know. Anyway, okay. uh, moving on. I told you we were drunk. And uh, moving on. We're not really. Are we? We're not. <laughs> we are. We're not. Um, my job and your job, listeners, you know, is simply yeah. to guess what song Kennedy sings. Take it away. Hippity sippy, hip shit a pishy, hip It was getting a bit too easy, so I had to like I had to muddy it, but you, I think you can get this. I'm gonna give you a clue. It's the greatest showman. It's not the greatest showman. Is it not from the greatest showman? No. no I thought it was this is me. No. Well, that's what you were actually saying. Uh, oh no, I, I thought I was doing so well then. I like. I thought I had. I don't like it. You do. God, what could it be? Da da da. Dead air is a really good feature. Of you a don't like it. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. 
<laughs> no, right, your time is up. Nobody else gets it. It was Music of the Night from, ah, from, from Phantom, Phantom of the, the Opera. Opera. Yeah. I was going to guess maybe something from Phantom of the Opera because I like it and you don't. But yeah. like, you know, I would never have got that. That sounded like This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. If you agree that it sounds like This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, then make sure you tweet us at Response Suite and tell Kennedy off for singing the wrong song. Or if you are correct and you think it does indeed sound like... Uh, not like what am I talking about? If it does, I'm not honestly, we're not drunk. I promise you, like, this is not vodka. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that joke. You know, that joke that man, what do you call him, does? Um, Mick Miller does about anyway. Look very at Mick Miller doing the noddy, noddy, noddy on the radio. It's very, very funny. funny, by the way. It's very funny. Anyway, can we drag it back to this? To yes. this so, where were we? Uh, yeah, we were talking about podcasts. Remember that? Mm. Uh, the thing I was most proud about was that thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, Let's talk Shall about... Shall we get into the process of getting guests onboarded? Yes. So we've identified a guest or increasingly now guests are, you know, it's lovely that people are coming to us saying, hey, can I be in your podcast? And, and really good people too. And we now put them through a process. And this is the bit that we are just absolutely overjoyed. We get so much positive feedback. So the, the thing for us, whenever we come up with anything in our business, across Response Suite, we want to have a really streamlined process that does two things without compromise. One is it delivers a really good experience for the people involved. So if it's an internal process, it needs to be really good for all of us. If it's something that communicates with a guest or a customer or something like that, it needs to be really good for them. At the same time as making it as automated, as streamlined, as non-like involved for us in terms of ripping our time away from us as possible. So how do we do that without compromising one or the other with over-automation? Because over-automation is one of my pet peeves. Mm. Pet peeves. It really grinds my gears. So these are the bits of technology we use. The first thing we do, you'll be surprised to hear, is we have guests complete an application form. It's a really, it's more like a questionnaire than an application form. But it's, we use Response Suite for it as you probably would imagine, uh, we were going to say, we, and basically it asks what their name is, their email address is. We ask them for three questions that they would, that they would like us to ask. That they sort of specifically them. pick a topic. So it says, what topic would you That's like right. to talk about? And then please give us three, three, three questions within that topic that you would like us to ask, but allow you to share the information that you want to share. Because the truth is we could come up with questions about anything, but actually the guests need to know that the questions we're going to ask are partially going to serve their agenda. Like it's partially sure. going to allow them to talk about whatever it is they're doing right now. That makes sense. That's the reason why they're on podcasts is to get exposure for their own work. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that, that was the case, but it also gives us a springboard to make sure that we are going to take the conversation in the right direction. Yeah. And it means that they're going to be the questions that allow them to deliver the most value to our listeners, which is what we obviously need. So they're the questions we ask that are really important. You can ask other things like a funny fact about yourself. And if it's a, we have two questionnaires for this. We have one for people that we're not as familiar with. We call that the cold questionnaire, even though the people are not generally freezing cold, but they, uh, they, that's for people who don't know that much about. So we'll ask them for their credentials. So like, where have you been featured before? What's your biggest highlight of your career? That kind of stuff. And on the other questionnaire, we basically strip that right out in the bare, the bare necessities. The truth is we get a lot of requests to be on the podcast and from a lot of, sometimes they're from people who maybe haven't quite done this in the real world yet. Yeah, and yeah. we wanted to, one of the big sort of integrity pieces of the podcast was we wanted people who hadn't just read a book about it. And or or the just were teaching it. Yeah. Or, or yeah, we're just teaching it without actually any background. We wanted people who were absolutely categorically doing the thing that they're going to be talking about on the podcast. That was 
beyond essential for us. Yeah, yeah. So we had to just make sure that we were speaking to the right people. So we wanted to do a bit of digging and go behind the scenes. And the truth is we don't want to waste their time getting on a call and doing the podcast and then finding out actually there wasn't much great there. So you know, there hasn't been a lot of that, but it has, it has happened. So there is an application process and you do have to sort of weed some people out sometimes. And that's just the way it goes in all areas of life, I think. Yeah. Um, and so that's why that, that podcast is there. Other people take different routes. Some people say, well, well let's jump on a 15 minute call and we'll chat. Uh, we prefer to just say, show us where you've been before and we will, <laughs> we don't know where you've been. Their time as well, because everybody's like so time poor these days. So once they've completed that form, they hit submit, then Grace in our office, who's the podcast coordinator, she actually oversees it. Uh, she's basically she's basically the producer of the podcast in, in real terms, I suppose, in media terms. And she... she Can I just say, at, by the way, yeah. today's fish and chip day uh-huh. in the office and Grace is eating a salad. What? She sat crunching. You animal! It's got croutons in it. That's disgusting. Chicken salad on, on fish and chip. Anyway, so yes, Grace <laughs> is the producer of the podcast, as you were yes. saying. Yes, and she reviews all those applications every day, comes in, goes through them, and gets back to the people. She gets back to everybody. That's the first thing. Reply to everybody. So if it's a no, we just say, we, you know, whatever reason, and for whatever reason that might be, whatever they've told us that doesn't quite fit, maybe the message doesn't fit, maybe we're just chock a block. Like right now, we are pretty backed up. Yeah. Uh, so it would have to be somebody really special for uh, for us to get somebody in. So that's cool. And then she goes back to the people who are a yes with a link to our Calendly. So that's the second tool. So the first tool we use is Response Suite to as an application form process. The second thing we use is Calendly. Mm. Now Calendly, in case you don't know, there's a few different ones out there. We've used a few of them. I'm not mentioning the names, but we like Calendly the best. Calendly's sort of... Um interface is nicest. It's, it's actual features are just better. Like, yeah, the features are best. Features uh, are especially best. with two of us, coming back to that. Mm-hmm. The fact there's two of us on this podcast means that when somebody books in a time slot, it has to be available on both of our calendars. And because we are not only running Response Suite, but our other businesses as well, sometimes we're just not in the office and it's not in the Response Suite diary. Like, so it had to integrate with everything. Yeah. And Calendly was really the only thing we found that did a really great really job Really great of job of it. So in case you don't know what Calendly is, basically you attach Calendly to your calendars. So it looks at my calendar, it looks at Rob's calendar, and you can set up different types of meeting. We have a type of meeting called the podcast uh, free market is walking up a podcast recording. And that check, we have certain days of the week, which are actually Tuesdays and Fridays, in case it counts to you, Tuesdays and Fridays, where we record podcast episodes. So our guests can then see in Calendly when they can book a time slot that works for them. And that saves us from going back and forth with the guests going, here's three choices of dates and times, any of these work for you? And then going, no, and I'm having to go back and forth. That's a real waste of time for the guest who's going to get frustrated and disenfranchised at some point, and for us and, and, and obviously Grace here on the team. So instead, we just give them access to this thing called Calendly, where they can look at all the different dates and times they can choose, and whether the ones this week work, or the ones next week work, or the ones in three months' time work, they can book something in that works for them. It also handles all of the cancellations and rescheduling bit as well. Now, we try and obviously avoid rescheduling unless there's an absolute emergency, but sometimes for us or for the guests, something crops up and they have to move it. But you just click one link and it literally says, this is your current appointment, when would you like to rebook it? And they can rebook it somewhere else. So if that does happen, that's fine. It's great. And Calendly also handles all of the reminder emails as well. So you can personalize those and we do. So on the lead up to the recording of the podcast episode, they get an email, 48, 24, and then two hours before 
the recording time. And of course, because it all integrates with Google Calendar or whatever calendar system it also integrates with, but we use Google Calendar. Yeah, you, it, it also, of course, like Apple Calendar. It sends them an invite, which then puts it into their calendar. It integrates with Zoom, which is what we're recording this on. We'll come on to that in a minute. And so it takes a, it creates a Zoom link on the fly and it puts that into the calendar invite. So it does all of those bits for us straight away. So they get every single piece of that. So the other thing that it's included in that calendar invite is you can actually put in the comments, like the notes about that event. And inside of that and inside of the emails, the reminder emails, we include the questions that we're going to ask during our quickfire round. So Because we always ask the same questions during the quickfire round. So we thought we'd put them in there so the guests can be more prepared. So when we're asking them what's their favorite book or who really inspires them or whatever, they've got a really quick answer at hand and they don't feel totally left out on the lurch. Because, you know, Rob and I are really lucky in that. Being from the entertainment world and used to interacting with audiences live where you they're really unpredictable, we're good at thinking on our feet. But if we weren't good at thinking on our feet, the number of podcasts we've been interviewed on where the host doesn't send you anything in advance and we're going, hey, so what's our briefing doc for this? And we open up the briefing folder of, of what we're supposed to talk about on that podcast, the angle or the audience, and there's nothing in it because we haven't been saying anything. It's a bit intimidating, even to us. I like think, all yeah. oh, right, And you have to sort of do all that discovery at the beginning of the recording call. The problem with doing all that discovery at the beginning of the recording call is that's valuable time of theirs and yours that you could be recording content for the podcast. So now we've got them onto the podcast. So now they've received, so they've booked, they've been through the application form, which is the response week form. They've used Calendly now. They've been sent the Calendly link, which says, hey, book a time. They've received their reminder emails that warm them up to the day of the podcast. If they want to reschedule, they can using the links in that. They know the pre-questions. That's great. Initially, when we started, every question we would pre-write for the guest, individually for each guest. There weren't formulae for the main body of the interview. So just to just reiterate that. So the main body of the interview right now is very fluid. It's very much, we don't write questions anymore. At the beginning, in the early episodes, you'll hear us asking questions that have been pre-written by us. We then, we would then at the end of the episode go into the quick fire round, which is always pre-written. We decided to scrap that, didn't we? Yeah, we decided it sounded too, not scripted, but too structured and too yeah. solid. And it didn't give us enough direct or enough flexibility to go off in different directions. So if somebody said something, it didn't really. And sometimes what would happen is, and here's, here's a fact, right? We would give them a bunch of questions. They would be able to prepare their answers. And then what would happen is, as we're going through the interview, we would ask question two, and their answer would naturally answer question three and four, yeah. probably because they've subconsciously seen the questions in advance. And so because they've answered three questions in the time it should take them to answer one, we, we then have to think on our feet and go, oh, crap, now what do we ask? And the other problem with it as well is, if, if you're writing questions before you've met the person and when you're not in conversation with them, you don't know where the best way to root that conversation is going to be because we don't know the answer of the stuff they're going to talk about. Mm. Because if we did, we would just do a podcast for ourselves. So we need to be alive in the moment, allowing them to explore what it is they're talking about. And, if, and how can you possibly pre-write questions about a conversation you haven't even had? What's interesting is sometimes guests will pick a topic of the thing they want to be interviewed about and we will misunderstand what they've meant. This yes, has happened. It has happened. And so we've, we would write questions for them and then get on the call and very quickly realize, actually, this conversation is probably supposed to go in a different direction and the questions we've written are wrong, so we're going to have to make them up anyway. Yeah. And so we made a decision one day where we said we should stop pre-writing the questions, apart from the quick fire round, which never changes, just, well, changes occasionally. We should just get on with it. So let's discuss a sort of an opening question yeah. to start it and allow them to sort of express their initial opinion on the, on the topic. And then we'll just go from there. 
Yeah. So let's move into the phase of recording. So it's recording day now. It's about 20 minutes before recording time. And Rob, well, actually, we start preparing then. But we actually have done a bit of preparation sort of the day, well, three days beforehand on the, on the response suite working day before that. So if we're recording on a Friday, on the Tuesday before that, we'll start coming up with the game yeah. and an idea for what it is we're going to talk to the person about. So that happens. Now it's the day of the recording. So we jump on Zoom with the person. Let's say the, the recording scheduled for 1 p.m. We jump on and we just start having a chat. We put our camera on. So the, the gear we're using for this is we use Zoom to record it. Uh, because it, there's nothing really for people to download on the other so end. So it hosts really the call and records it. It hosts the call and records it. It's a bit like Skype if you don't know it. It's that kind of thing. We have a webcam that we have on when we when we meet the person online for the first time because we want to really create a bond because we want it to feel, we want our, our podcast to feel like we are a bunch of friends, three friends hanging out, talking about something that we've been talking about for years. So the webcam is the, Logi- is the Logitech. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Logitech one that's all over everywhere. It's really cheap, but it, it's really, really effective. Now, the next challenge we had, and we were always going to have creating a podcast, and we had this when we did our old podcast, the mm. one that didn't work so well, and that is there are two of us. And you may not have this problem. So if you are a single solo host at your end, or there's only one person in your room and your other host on the other side of the world or remote in, a, in somewhere else, you won't have any problem with getting two microphones. You won't need to even deal with two microphones. We had a problem in that every resource we read online about how to set this stuff up was all about how to do a one microphone on this end solution. That's easy. You get a USB microphone. Rob uses a really nice one. You use the, uh, the Rodecaster. Podcaster. Podcaster by Rode. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great mic, right? And it's a USB mic. You literally take it, stick it in the back of your computer, off you go. Yeah. That doesn't work if you've got two guests. And we didn't, wanna, hosts. we didn't want to be two of us gathered around a microphone because we're not backing singers. No, and we actually we speak at different volumes as well. So the reason that we sound pretty, pretty sort of even is because the mics are being held at different, at different volumes. So what we actually have is we have two, what they call, they're called Rode. It's the NT1-A. NT1A, if they still make them, they're really good microphones. They've been used in production studios for years. We just independently actually already had these things at home and we thought we'll bring them in. We have like a little mixing desk. Mm-hmm. It's got little, two little knobs on it. And it basically the idea is that Rob's is slightly quiet, slightly louder than mine because I've got a louder voice. Yeah. And it just means that for the editor and for you listening, we've got about the same volume. It's not me shouting down your lugs all the time. The, um, the, the preamp thing on the desk that we use is actually yeah. a sort of cheaper one than a lot of the ones that get banded about. It's made by a company called Scarlet with a double T. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really Scarlet good. Focus right. Well, That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, yeah. And it's, it's under 100 good, isn't it? Something like that, or around a hundred quid. Yeah, it was. It was cheaper than a lot of the ones that are hundreds of pounds. Yes, yeah, so you don't need massive budget. These mics are about a hundred each, aren't they? Probably, yeah. yeah you're, probably, like you're probably talking maybe up to like five hundred dollars to get the whole setup set up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you'll probably see from the from the images that we like go on the blog over at blog.responsive.com and any of the podcast episodes. If you see the photos, these are all on these sort of arms, and it's they have road, 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 road arm. arm, yeah, boom arm with a little pop shield, so we don't like go. <laughs> And in your ear. So we've got all that stuff going on. And they plug into this little mixer thing, this Scarlet Focusrite thing. And that Focusrite, Scarlet thing, goes into a USB, into the computer, and mm. that just records. So we should mention, these microphones have an XLR connection, like a recording studio connection, not a USB connection. So, so they, the three-pin thing. So they feed into the Focusrite box, and then that 
feeds a USB into the computer. That is as technologically advanced as we get. Yeah, it's literally two microphones, plug them into a box, the box gets plugged into the computer. And we select the box as the input on, on Zoom. That's it. Yeah. Like, it's really, really simple. So every day now, when we're doing a podcast recording, we literally open up Zoom and hit record. Like, we don't need to do anything else because these are just, these boom arms are, are bendy. So they sort of flex away out of the way so we can just crack on with work every day. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Are we in a recording studio, Rob? No, we are in the corner of our office, which means which is like an eight person sized office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means we're not in a tiny little booth with foam all around us. No. We are literally just in the corner of an office with a window uh, and somebody who keeps driving past on a motorbike, a really loud scootery motorbike. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, quite famous in this office because he's always going past just as we're about to do. We have a name for him, but we can't mention it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and we are literally just in the corner of the office. So again, we haven't set up a special recording studio room uh, with again foam padded walls uh, and all that stuff. It's just in the corner of the office. Like, and our staff are here tap, tap, tapping away on their keyboards and fixing things and making things happen and writing show notes for other, right here in, in the office. Yeah, we're, we're recording a podcast while Grace is coordinating more episodes. So that's good. So that's all happening. So now we get on the call and the first thing we do is we put the camera on that Logitech webcam and we meet the guest face to face. And we think it's really important to build up a rapport with the guests. And, and we ask the question, what is your focus right now? What's the thing you're really focusing on so we can make sure we highlight that and make that the topic of your episode? Because sometimes these guests are so busy, such hectic schedules, that when they booked in, they had one focus and they put that down as their focus. And it is now it has now changed. And that's fine. So we have to flex on the way. And we didn't write questions in advance, so that's okay. So it's fine now. Yeah, whereas back in the day, that was like, holy moly, what the hell are we going to do? So now we meet them and we say, great, let them know the, the format of the whole thing. We build up a bit of rapport, have a bit of a laugh with them, let them see that we don't take it too seriously. And that hopefully comes across as the friends hanging out thing, which is the comment we get a lot about the podcast. So that's where we're at. Then we turn the camera off in order to save bandwidth because we want the best, we want all the bandwidth to go into the audio of this. So there's no video taken up any bandwidth. We're going to get better audio. Is it perfect? No, but it's really, really quite good. Now we go into the episode. We record it through, through Zoom. And then what happens? So at the end, when you close the Zoom conversa- uh, conversation, the Zoom call, there's a few seconds of panic while Zoom gets itself together. And then it pops up a little thing saying it's like rendering the audio. Or whatever. So we, we record it on Zoom to, to the computer, not to the cloud. Because yeah. the quality of the recording on, to the computer is far superior to the cloud version. Yeah. So at the end of that, we take that MP3, for MP whatever it is, M4A file, I think it is, Something. and drop that into a Google Drive folder. So we use Google Drive and Google Team Drives uh, to connect with our team both here in the office and also some remote workers as well. And so we drop that into the Google Drive and that's sort of it then, don't we? We're great, crack on, do the next interview or do something else, go and get on with our day. So then it comes to a week before that episode is due to go out. And that's when we get called over to the mics again by Grace, the producer, who says, can you do the in and out for that episode? So uh, coming up for next week, for example we have to do the Joe Martinez one. So we'll have to gather around the microphone and do an intro uh, talking about what we talked about with Joe Martinez. And, and then we follow the formula. And this is so important. The shift we made a few months ago now, and if you're a long-time listener, you'll realize there was a change in format. The whole episode used to be about the interview. Now, the interview in more recent episodes has become a part of a show. And we, we literally have a 12-point checklist 
that we go through for the intro and outro of every single episode. And our checklist, and we'll put it on in, in the show notes, is this. We say the episode number. Then we do a quick summary tease type thing. Then we say hello. Our little catchphrase where I say, hello, this is Rob Ann Kennedy. Hello. From Response Week. That. Every single episode. So we have our little catchphrase. Then we do a thing called Big Up the Guest. So we talk about how excited we are and the big things we're excited about and sort of, again, lead into the guest. Then we have a bit of a chat or we read out reviews and comments from the podcast because we want to encourage people to do that because that helps with your growth. And then we go over to one of the newer features, which is called Rob's Quote of the Week. Don't worry, that will be back next week. It will be back next week with a vengeance. It's actually it's a doozy next week as well. So that's cool. So we then go to that feature. Then we do some kind of call to action. And at the minute, the call to action is all about the perfect application form at perfectapplicationform.com. And we talk about that for all the people who are coaches and consultants because we know that's a really valuable resource to people. And the feedback we get off it is absolutely bonkers. It's absolutely brilliant. And then we come back, we link to the guest, we do the interview. We come back after the interview and now we're going to record the out, which is the key takeaways and the comments about that, what we learn from it, sort of highlights and stuff. We reiterate the link to the show notes and then we again ask for people to leave reviews. That's our 12-point sequence for each episode right now. That's going to change over the next few months because we're going to develop and continue to refine this, but that's what it is right now. And none of that is scripted or planned, uh, apart from my quote, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and our little catchphrase at the beginning. We literally hit record, start talking, and whatever comes out, comes out. Comes out, yeah. And sometimes it's more chatty about life than others, and that's okay. Like We want to make sure people get to hear all of that. So that's all, that all happens, and then what happens? Then- so that we record that, incidentally, I don't think you mentioned, in Zoom even though there's only two of us on it and we're both in the same room. In other words, Zoom, remember, is that calling platform that's designed for having remote calls. We actually record it on Zoom because then that way, the audio quality of that piece is going to be exactly the same as the audio quality of the actual interview. Because otherwise, what you sometimes get is if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'll hear where they'll have a very distinctive sound when it's just them recording into a microphone. And then it's wildly... Di- and they'll say, let's chat to Joe Smith. And then they'll go over to that episode and suddenly it sounds like they're in an entirely different place. Yeah. So we wanted to keep that consistent. So, like consistency is more important than anything really. Yeah, so we export that audio out of Zoom and that goes into the same Google Drive. So now inside that folder, you've got two files. You've got the intro and the outro and you've as one file and you've got the interview as the second file. And that's when our man Daniel goes in. He has a spreadsheet which tells him when that, all that bit's going to be ready. He knows it's basically the week before, uh, the, uh, the Tuesday before. And he goes in and Daniel goes in and edits it. And Daniel's our editor. He puts in, he makes sure the intro goes before the the, con- the actual content, the interview, and then puts the outro at the end. Drops and then all the drops in, in all the jingles, sound drops and stuff like that. And also fixes the levels and any sort of ambient sound, he gets rid of all of that. Stuff. If there's any bits where we trip over our words or the guest just needs to take a minute to think about their answers, that bit can all be just refined, chopped out, edited down so it sounds more succinct and it's, it's just better for the listener you know, overall. It is, it is. So, and there's one more person involved in this whole, whole process, which is the person who helps us get guests into the podcast. And that is Imani. So she's constantly looking for new guests to, to find on our podcast to make sure that we have a really good lineup of guests. Both of those people ref, uh, actually report to, uh, report to Grace. There's one more person, and that's Justin. 
Want to talk about Justin? Yeah, so Justin is in charge of creating our fabulous show notes now uh, that you'll check over at blog.responsesuite.com each week. The show notes are designed to be a bullet-pointed review of the answers to all of the questions, plus, of course, links to all of the resources. So Justin's job is to go through and do a couple of things, really. That is, pull the key learning messages out of what the guests have shared and out of what we've said, if there's anything useful in what we say. Uh, And then also to be able to hook that up to the resources that they mentioned. Also pull some sort of key quotes out of it as well. So if the guest says something inspiring and interesting, probably more inspiring and interesting than my quote of the week, but they pull something out of that and say, okay, there's two sort of quotable things. Not sort of big famous quotes that the guests have mentioned, but just interesting snippets of stuff the guest has said. And then we can use those uh, in the imagery and the artwork stuff that we're going to spread out, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a second. Yeah. What I want to point out here at this moment is that we have now reached a point, and I would wholeheartedly recommend that you do this as fast as possible, where the only thinking that Kennedy or I has to do is about the type of guests we want to have on the podcast and then showing up and doing the best version of the podcast we can. And being really present. In other words, we're not thinking about editing and show notes and all the rest of it. All that happens is on a Friday morning, we will turn up into the office and Grace will say, on Tuesday, you're interviewing this person, this person, and this person. And on a Tuesday, we'll turn up and Grace will say, you're interviewing this person, this person, this person on the Friday. So we have three days notice, just think of a game. But apart from that, we just turn up and say, right, who are we interviewing today? And that's it. And that gives us so much freedom mentally to just focus on being the best podcast hosts that we can. And it's really important. I mean, small things sound, it sound crazy, but because there's two of us, it's very tempting just while Rob's talking for me to pick up my phone and just quickly check an email or something. We have a rule that when we're recording a podcast, the phones are face down. Everything has to be on do not disturb. Like you just, there has to be no distractions. You have to be really, really present. I think we've covered everything. Yeah. I mean, you ha- there, ha- there has to be no distractions. You have to be really, really present. Otherwise you might repeat what the other person's just said because you weren't. <laughs> You're very funny. That was, that was wit. <laughs> that was wit. That's wit. free. That, you don't pay for that. That's free. That's, that's free. That's it. That's included in, the, in, the, in this podcast you've already purchased. Hang on. Um, <laughs> yes. So that's it. Now we've recorded it. Now it's edited. We just grace listens through it to make sure she's happy for it to be signed off under our brand name to make sure nothing crazy slipped through the, through the cracks. And then all of that stuff gets pushed out on social media. There's one other really important thing that happens. I've totally missed it. Happens right at the very end. Is that on a Monday, the episode goes live and I get the little train into work and you get a lift into work and we listen to our own episode. And it's like fresh because obviously we're recording a few weeks out usually. So we are sat traveling into the office and we get to listen to the episode as somebody else would. And it's all sort of fresh and new. And because we haven't been embroiled in the editing and the show noting and the publishing and the putting it together and the, all of that stuff. We just get to listen to it. Like every week we get to go, like, who is the guest this week? I can't quite remember because it's, it's all it's a nice quite advance, aren't we? Yeah, which is really good. Yeah, it is really, really good. So that's our whole process. I mean, we could have, this is a bit like a training rather than a podcast episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. This is everything we've learned over the last 52 episodes of launching our podcast about our processes, about making it streamlined. There's a few people involved, but remember you can use freelancers for this and just pay them by the hour. You don't have to have full-time staff that, like we do. You can do it in any way that really suits you the best. So that's it for this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. I'd love to know which bit of that, because we take our process for granted now we've built it, I'd personally love to know what your biggest takeaway from this is that you could go and apply. And whether you're starting a podcast, if you are, let us know what it's going to be. We'll give you a shout out as well. And the best way to do that, go and let us know. Let, leave us a comment over on what, on your favorite podcast player, whether that's on iTunes, which is over at responsefeed.com slash iTunes, or just directly on your favorite podcast player. If you don't want to do that, well, 
Shame on you. Shame. But drop us a tweet or something like that at Response Suite and we'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway was. That's it. We're going to be back next week and we're going to be speaking to Joe Martinez, I believe. We are about YouTube advertising. Great. Speak to you then. Don't miss a thing. Miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com. <laughs>